This weed 
is two years old. But apparently can still get me decently ripped. To a point where I'm paranoid that the FBI interview will somehow actually be some sort of arrest slash detainment. And like, that's why they want me to come in for the meet and greet in person instead. Even though the online one said pretty much everyone would be meeting remotely. But one person would be in. Which is apparently me. So like I got assigned to a different interviewer. And they want me inside the building WTF but it's stupid cause literally everything I ever made has been parody Satire, a joke. I'm feeling weirdly regretful about a lot of the things I joked about. Something about empathizing and feeling the uh, paranoia and anxiety to its fullest. Understanding why people become so neurotic and unbearable. Because they live with immense amount of fear. They genuinely fear death. Whereas I dream about death. It's not a better way to live. I leave the house like twice a week, tops. Flying to Philly was 
incredibly tiresome I wonder if my lack of desire to visit slash stay connected to home stems from more of a general anxiety and paranoia thing just about being out of the house being barely able to go to a show. There were two bands I thought I was sure I wanted to see this week. (laughs) And I didn't see either of them. (laughs) And I even bailed on sex. With a certified freak. WTF. And now I'm sitting alone on the couch at 1 a.m. Stoned. And I'm freaking out about the fucking FBI. Holy shit, dude. I'm fucked. This has got to be the schmeeze talking. Also, dude. I've been seriously thinking about disappearing. Like, completely disconnecting from everyone. Changing my number, moving to another state, changing my fucking name. Like, honestly, to the extreme, literally... Nobody. Delete all socials. Delete the content even. Just completely wipe myself from my old grid. What would that do to me? Like years and years down the road... 
to let so many years pass and never feel comfortable going home again. Would they report me missing or something? I think I'm just doing it for attention. There's part of me that also thinks it's cause that's the only way I can get myself all the way to the bottom to truly cut myself off and let the guilt and sadness build move to the middle of nowhere and keep getting more and more miserable until I fucking die. Naturally, or by my own hand. I'm giving this FBI thing and this writing gig thing some time to flesh out. I'm latched onto these alternatives. I'm desperate for an alternative, really. I want to fully commit to fucking something, anything, for once in my life. Death, a new career, isolation versus intimacy, stagnation versus the other one, perspiration. It's weird I don't have much else to back me up lately. It's weird. Vague goals. No motivation. Fucking pipe dreams in my head all day. But here I am on the couch stoned. A tale as old as time. A tale as old as time.
I just really hate birthdays. It's... Is that what's fucking with me? All week? Was just the birthday greetings and the reminders that I have distant friendships I never maintained or fostered that well. Is that what I hate about birthdays? I feel very alone in this world. Almost completely. I thought I wanted it this way. And now I'm too tired to fix it. Too unbothered. Too careless. What would it even mean to fix any of the problems in my life? That sort of thing. I feel detached from myself, from those around me. I'm detached from everything I do and say. It's not even me anymore. I think that's the part I liked about Edge Game 46. Having that second camera that third person view watching yourself watch something like that. Depersonalization. Depersonalization. Despenitalization. Like watching yourself on TV. Ha ha. Truman Show Ha Ha <sighs> I was able to go to that show. But I left. After 10 minutes. Because it was hot. 
and lame and dead anyway. There were like seven people there and I'm sure half those people were the openers. LMAO. God. That's embarrassing. I hope nobody noticed me coming and going after two songs. LMAO. Fucking Oktoberfest was happening right outside and the energy was so much brighter on the street than in this pretentious fucking coffee shop. I wanted to see the local scene, but that shit was so whack. (laughs) And instead, I walked around for... an hour and sat on a bench for an hour and just enjoyed the energy to be somewhere so charged the kind of environment I feel like I've gotten used to being alone where I've ever been with other people for the majority of my life. But that was the first fall festival slash activity thing I've been to alone. And And it made me extremely nostalgic, sad even, the experience of having to sit with strangers on the bench was exhausting enough, apparently. To sit there quietly and not make eye contact or interact in any way was a very conscious effort to remain relaxed around them and being extremely cautious not to stare at any person walking by for too long. Walked back to my car and felt good that I had at least tried to enjoy the thing I went out to do. (laughs) It's all this self-pitying like I don't deserve these things. I don't deserve nice people in my life. I'm a terrible friend to most people. And I just use them that to justify pushing people away. Pushing people away. And I just use that to justify pushing people away indefinitely.
Even though I spend a tremendous amount of time thinking about them, I spend most of my time thinking about other people, and I spend close to 0% of my time interacting or speaking with them. Neat. I went went to to that that open mic mic and introduced introduced myself for one of the comics I ran into on the street. And I tried being all nice and shit to him for some reason. Because I guess he just moved to SD like two days prior and was just looking to explore. So I walk him around Gaslamp and try to be super cool and sociable for some reason. Uh, like really forcing this old shtick I used to do all the time. And so it was never genuine, but it was the only way I knew how to operate. Uh, I, I now I realize it's so much easier and less draining to not be that charming or kind or interested. And I can't justify ever going back to that level of social networking. Uh, but maybe this is supposed to be the progression anyway. Gonna turn into that. Um, gonna turn into the I'm Tweety Bird, but don't fuck with me vibe post that aunts share on Facebook. I'm turning into that. Uh, <laughs> I think I should read this on the podcast in its entirety. Like, no preface or anything, just go directly into the notes. I'm not even going to bother reading this in the morning before doing the episode. Uh, All my cringe will be authentic, no context. Just reading dumb shit I wrote, and and then you can turn the video off uh, or stop listening. Which is the unspoken rule of every episode of Edge Game, is that you are allowed to leave at any point... And you are encouraged to do so. How I started Googling comedy clubs, shootings, 
comedy clubs shootings, thinking about how the has anybody shot up a comedy club yet joke would play at the open mic and found out that apparently there was a thing in July 2022 with fucking Craig Robinson headlining and the dude just busted in and threatened people. I don't fucking know. I gotta reread that shit and get back to you because honestly, that ruins the fucking joke. But honestly, I don't remember anyone even talking about it or seeing that shit on socials. But I feel like the comedy club shooting is not a thing yet. But it seems like it would be the obvious location. Like, after watching The Joker, somebody should, should have been inspired to kill at the club. I don't get it. The movie's been out for, like, three fucking years. Where is the comedy club shooting? Like, a legit one. Not this pussy-ass Craig Robinson thing. Okay, so... It was an active shooter, uh, but nobody got hurt. And Craig Robinson was evacuated to a nearby Big Time Rush concert. (laughs) Where he went on IG Live... To share the story immediately, but also to apparently share the the BTR concert. And he's got like the stage zoomed in and it's 240p quality like he recorded it on a fucking flip phone. And he's like, yeah, I'm good, y'all. And it's f- a fucking five minute clip of him um, <clears throat> just cracking jokes. <clears throat> and then at the end. He's like, COVID is fucking over. Peace out. And somebody tells him that they got the shooter in custody and it just ends. You can tell he's just like happy to be alive in that moment and is just recording a fucking BTR concert from like lawn seats way in the back and he's just got adrenaline surging through him and he doesn't give a fuck. Or or he's coming down from the rush. Either way, it's kind of surreal and sick. You should check it out. I'm going to repost the whole five minute video on IG with no context. Okay, 
I've just been reading more about the fucking comedy club shooting and watching news reports for the past past 10 minutes. <clears throat> oh my God. And it's still blowing my mind that I never heard of this until now. I feel like this is easily some major news network would have picked up considering it's related to a washed up but beloved black celebrity. <laughs> YouTube has a few videos from three local stations and one Hollywood reporter clip, but that's literally it. Oh, and the Vlad TV clip. (laughs) interviewing lunel about it wild It is now 2 a.m. This is a timestamp. I've been trying to watch the Lunel Vlad TV interview for the past 10 minutes, but I keep getting distracted eating popcorn now cheetos popcorn what the fuck was i thinking I'm really going through it, man. When I start buying junk food. It's funny how that's supposedly bottom for me. Buying the one whipped cream can a week to do barely one singular whip it. And smoke two-year-old weed the same night. Hell yeah, dude. I start buying ice cream and Taco Bell again. I'm extremely preoccupied with my appearance. Who's to say I wasn't already before I started doing porn?
<clears throat> Before I started jerking my little PP for my little edging podcast, it seems <clears throat> fuck. <clears throat> it seems like doing porn justifies having spent my life so obsessed with my appearance that from just appearing that it's one of the few careers that directly benefits from just appearing to be healthy and fit and also appearing to be mentally unstable Maybe that's most of entertainment. I don't know. Who knew? <clears throat> okay, now I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna eat fucking Cheetos, popcorn and pretzels and dip. And try to finish watching the rest of Sideways for the first time ever. <laughs> lingerers, man. Fucking lingerers. I thought hurricane season was over. <laughs> Seth Rogen laugh. I'm Jewish. Okay, like 90 minutes into Sideways, and all I can think is, wow, I'm glad I watched this so I can finally get the reference from Zach Galifianakis live at the Purple Onion. <clears throat> this is the timestamp, 3.28 a.m., and I am uh, going to bed and to try to read more fucking Jonathan Franzen and feel refreshed and glad I smoked weed so I could taste shiz schizophrenia one more time. Next time, I'll just do shrooms, and I'll do that episode fucking live, unscripted, raw, and uncut, like the time I tried to do a cam show on acid but ended up just recording four hours of me writhing around on the ground and dressing and undressing repeatedly and talking at the camera as if I were talking to Zach Galifianakis himself because I had just finished watching Baskets, that dumb FX show. It was fine, but like it could have been so much more with the kind of people they had working on it. But whatever. A sad clown show. Whoopee. Obsession with clowns. I am fascinated by the clown. If I get that FX job, I'm going to write the best clown of all time. Even better than any Joker. And if not, I'll just do read it on this stupid show. I'll just take every single little note I've ever written or journaled and read it aloud for filler. And nobody is going to stop me. Ha 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 ha!
Uh, I journal on Google Docs. It's insane. I'm flying home just to break into my dad's house. <laughs> um, I'm flying. I'm flying home. <laughs> Oh, hmm. <laughs> I'm flying home just to break into my dad's house to collect my journals. Uh, if he hasn't already thrown out all my shit, two years. Okay, anyway, sideways. Good luck and good night. I bought the perfume my high school sweetheart used to wear. And once in a while, I'll spray it on myself. Just to reminisce and feel bittersweet. And today was one of those days. It's called Refuge by Charlotte Russe. And it smells like fucking apples and pears and maybe what a stripper would wear. But I love it. And associate it with desperately dry humping to completion and khaki chinos from Pac Sun and being manic at homecoming. <sighs> Blueberries are so good. I feel like I've never eaten just plain blueberries by themselves. Or at least I never liked them. Anyway, I'm gay. Good luck and good night. Thinking about the way mom used to say the word miserable whenever she'd describe how I made her feel. <sighs> how being around me made her feel. The embarrassment and shame she felt about my issues. How she felt when I was being honest about my feelings. But I guess she was just being honest about her own emotions. Supposedly. It was hard not to feel like it was all part of a manipulative guilt trip. 
only because that was the only word that she would pull out that got me to shut up. Because she made it clear that the conversation was making her miserable and that by choosing to continue the conversation, I would be knowingly and purposefully making her more miserable. And what kind of son would do that? Anyway, the word miserable makes my heart sink, no matter where I hear it or read it. I never think of myself as miserable, even at my lowest. I would say depressed or down or literally just suicidal, but never miserable. My mom, in those moments, when she was miserable... I haven't approached that yet. It seems foreign to me, like something she would only expect me to understand when I was older. Misery. Her misery. His misery. Hisery. Miserable is the buzzword. An extreme of the emotional spectrum. My dad seems miserable, but unsure of how to express or even recognize misery. I was always paranoid that I was making people around me miserable, not just my parents. And in a way, I think that's how my mom lives her life, just hyper aware of her ability to ruin the mood, to bring people down with her. Uh, she never expressed this to me, but her actions reflect this calculated internal martyrdom. Like she knew she was saving everyone the trouble of dealing with her when she wasn't ready to perform socially. And now I find myself wanting to cut everyone off for the rest of my life. Following her footsteps, supposedly she disappeared from the family for a couple years. Nobody knew where she was or what she was doing. And then she met my dad and he insisted on meeting her family and all that. So she reinserted herself into their lives. Uh, and I wonder if that would play out the same way for me, except I have no intention of meeting someone who wants to meet the family. Uh, I can only assume my mom was thinking the same thing when she ghosted her family, uh, that she was never going back, crawling back uh, with a boyfriend slash fiance in tow. 
I've tried asking her what happened during those years, what was going on in her life, in her mind, what she was doing. Uh, and she didn't want to talk about any of it. And all she said was that after her father died, uh, she was not good. Uh, I couldn't relate. Uh, uh, <laughs> she knows I take her and my dad for granted. Uh, it makes more sense to disappear after your parents are dead. Because uh, that's the only real occasion you would be expected to show up to anyway. Uh, and it's one of the few reasons somebody would try to find you slash reach out to you if you were gone for a long time uh, to let you know that your parents died. My mom and stepdad have all their financials in order for the funeral and all that. Uh, the only one I'll be responsible for is my dad's, uh, considering he's perpetually on the verge of bankruptcy years into his 60s. Uh, should be starting my paternal funeral fund sooner than later. It would be nice to just send the money in and pay someone to handle all the arrangements. Uh, maybe Zoom call in to the death events would have been infinitely more convenient if they died during peak pandemic. <laughs> uh. I'll give them like another year to croak and then I'm piecing out. Uh, I figure I should tell at least one person uh, that I'll be going ghost indefinitely. Um, and I guess that person is you. And you can show him this podcast and someone will say, hey, that was nice of him to read his own suicide notes aloud for the blind. I'm never smoking weed again. Who fucking cares? I'm never smoking weed again. Who fucking cares? I'm never smoking weed again. As if anyone fucking cares. <clears throat> I'm never smoking weed again. Who the fuck cares? I'm never smoking weed again, ever.
Who cares? <laughs> I'll never smoke you weed again. Who fucking cares? Do you care? Is it you? Do you care if I smoke weed? You know who cares? The FBI cares. The FBI cares. As long as it's federally illegal, the FBI cares. Alright? Get over it. The FBI cares. And if the FBI cares, then I care. Do you hear that? Are you listening? I care because the FBI cares. And that's all that matters. And that has made all the difference. And that has made all the difference. I'm Geraldo Rivera, your host, and I'm gay. Good luck and good night.
I say my pants until my ass shows. I'm even slap hoes. Yeah, I'm an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Hey, ban it, ban it, my Yeah, I say fuck you. Yeah, I say fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I say my pants until my ass shows. I even slap hoes. Yeah, I'm an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Ain't been that money, God, I love you. Bitch, I said fuck you. Bitch, yeah, I said fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't made body, I'm a asshole. Yeah, I'm a fag, yo. Bitch, yeah, I'm a fag, yo. Yeah, yeah. I sag my pants so you can fuck me, bitch. Yeah, you can fuck me, bitch. Yeah, you can fuck me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>